Hey, AGs, are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villarosa, OVS. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic non-stick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. If I want your opinion, I'll tell you what it should be. The only thing higher than Mauricio is me, because I'm literally <laughs> high right now. Wait, but spoiler alert, this person is literally high. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is going to be such a shit show. I just seen we all, we've already, let's pretend that it was like a formal pre-recording whatever but yeah. we just shot the shit for we like did. i swear to god three hours we and did I, we did we did it was a little bit of a therapy session which i was into i wouldn't have it any other way i wouldn't have it any other way and speaking of having it your way guys it's andy's girls it's episode 290 so excited to have one of my favorite bravoholics back on andy's girls you know this person as the culture programs lead at brex Welcome back to AG Daniel Stokes. Daniel, how are you? I'm great. I'm excited to be here. It, it, it's funny as I sit here smoking a blunt. I remember before we, before we before the first time we ever recorded, you were like, you know, just like be loose, have a drink if you want. I was like, yeah, Papa, be high. And you were like, you were. I could tell in no. your typing how nervous you were. You were like. Um, I mean, yeah, like sure, but like don't be like blaze. And I'm just like, she doesn't know. I do <laughs> every day. I am at my best when I'm high. Wait, okay, I have so many questions for you. Number one, never would I have ever said to have a drink before we're <laughs> if I said that, I was lying to you, Daniel. I would have lost my mind. If I don't do that, I don't do this. this is a, you know, we're professionals here at AG, she says as she touches dresses directly behind her. Wait, so question for you about pot. Yeah. Because I want, and you guys, it's legal. Yes, for legal wherever, legal. wherever you are. Wherever you are. It's fine. Whatever state. Spiritually, it's spiritually legal. What is, do you, do you imbibe in a variety of different forms? Like, do oh, you yeah. gummy? Oh, do yeah, you I do it all. Tincture? Mm -hmm. Do you? I love, like, I love to smoke from like a joint or blonde. That's just like the best okay. of the best for me. But I also just love like popping an edible and then just like going about my day. And then, oh, oh, like, oh. or like if I'm like playing video games or like at the park or like at the club, like when I go out, it's like, I try to do like three drinks max and then just like smoke the rest of the night. Cause I can just like, mm, 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 mm. chill. Yeah. I just don't, the last, I'm not, I'm not, I don't drink a lot. Like I, I drink sort of rarely. The pot thing, yeah. the last time I had pot, I, 
is that what the kids are calling it? What are the kids calling it? The green, yeah. the green miracle. The okay, great. The <laughs> last time I had pot, it made me a little stressed out. I think. I mean, it can be stressful. I think when I first started, there were moments where it was just like, I will never do that again. Mm. But like now I have, I've tried so much. I like, literally I can just like be so functioning throughout my day. Just like going, I wake up, I have coffee and smoke. Cause it's like my morning routine. Like, and then I just get to work. I know, I know it's wild. People are like, I would be like, I'd be floating in a cloud. I'm like, I am floating, but I'm also being productive. <laughs> I'm very into this journey for you. I think I just have a different, I'm a little too, I'm, I'm high strung, but I like, um, revel in the high strung yeah. of it. I don't know that I necessarily want to relax. No, I get Is that, that terrible. I get that. Cause I too, am, I too am like that. And it, again, it took me a while to get to like this place. Cause again, there were moments where it was just like, Oh my God, I had an edible. And I was like hiding under the table. Like they're kind of get me like, no one's getting you. You're just high. <laughs> 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 that is okay wait so i have a i have a housewives related question yes. for you. which housewives franchise is your spiritual blunt which housewives franchise is this tr the the franchise that you can watch and it just even if it's like insanity it just levels you out you just are like in the zone you like it you crave it you enjoy you enjoy the ride even if it's maybe a little bit of a piece of shit one season or or whatever's going on is there a show is there a franchise yeah. that just like kind of Rony. Roni, Roni. Oh, is Roni, it? Roni, Roni, Roni. The it's and I and I only know this because I've tried to do a, a few rewatches and I've started like Jersey. I know I started Beverly Hills, and New York was the only one because I think I had missed mm -hmm. a few like seasons when I was in college, just because like I don't know I was in college, and so like I knew about them, but I really wanted to go sure. back and like relive them and like see them again but yeah Roni and it, it's just uh but people tell me a, a, an Atlanta rewatch is divine yeah you know what honestly relatively recently I just binged all of that and I've seen Atlanta many times but like just going through and only watching the reunions was iconic because yeah. they have they have a honestly a very consistently great reunion cycle even if you feel a certain way about the season and it's at like a very different scale than other franchises the reunions are are honestly very consistently good they're they just know what they're doing they just know what they're that's doing good. Atlanta that's good what's been your least favorite reunion because like uh New York because it didn't happen <laughs> um my least favorite reunion um I guess maybe some Dallas there have been some Dallas moments that have been bad um the Melissa tree stuff when it got really dark is yeah. entirely unwatchable I would say and also the Marquesi season of Jersey that reunion was pretty terrible um I don't know I feel like there's some west coast thing that I can't think of that I'm forgetting. What about you? What what's been your least favorite reunion? My least favorite? I would probably have to say the Dallas reunion mm. because of like them getting COVID and like them being on those TVs. I just felt and like I thought there weren't po positive discussions that happened. And um, I saw the trailer for the Salt Lake reunion and I was very much bored. The trailer for the one that's coming up. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get your thoughts on that because I felt the exact same way. But can I ask you one more quick question about New York before we pivot to SLC? Um, so, you know, you feel like New York is a smooth ride. What was your reaction to the most recent season of New York and the fact that there wasn't a reunion? How did you feel on both counts? It was like nauseating getting because I remember like I was behind a few episodes. Mm -hmm. And so like. I had binged like five and I think I even like DM'd you like, oh, Ramona. Like, I'd, <laughs> I had yeah. binged like the like the last couple of episodes mm -hmm. and it was just like, it was so weird. And then it was just like, Bershawn was we like, that was weird. But also I thought it was weird that they didn't show their fight. Cause it's like, were they trying to protect the white woman? Like it was just so much going on. It like just left a horrible 
Like, I'm not ready for New York to come back. I need a little bit more time. What's your dream scenario? If you could say, here is the salve, here is the solution, here is the reparative serum, what would you do to, for, within New York? (sighs) The sad thing is, like, every time people bring this up, my thought process is always, like, like these women are in New York. And like, if you take away Sonia, Ramona, mm-hmm. Luann, I don't think New York can survive without the three of them, which genuinely sucks because mm-hmm. I can't, I don't want to see the behavior and the antics just kind of keep getting ignored. But taking a step 10 side back and out of my body, they make great housewives. They make great TV. They, I, I just think, yeah, that's my genuine thought. What do you think about the Leah of it all? Do you think that you? Oh. <laughs> that's an answer. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> Bad, right? Bad. No boyin. What was that? And it sucked because, like, I was like a Leah, like ride or die, mm-hmm. her first season. Yeah, she was great. And something, something changed. Some, I felt like it was it was too, like, it felt too studied. It felt too rehearsed. Like, I'm sorry. Why are we waiting on you to get glam to go out to dinner? And, like, like that's, like, it was just, it just didn't feel, it felt, like, very, like, oh, well, I see them do glam on Beverly Hills and everyone likes this. Let me do glam. Like, that's not Roni. Like, we don't do that. And, like, I felt like she just tried so hard to be so different. And it was just, like. It was um it was just a big pivot and it yeah, it just didn't feel genuine that second season. And I feel like that's the difficulty for a lot of these housewives, this new generation of housewives, where mm-hmm. some of them have really strong first seasons, and maybe it's because it's coming from a place of fear or like let's just like have the adventure and we don't know what's gonna happen and be our truest selves or or whatever that, you know, looks like at that point in time. And then the second season it's like they studied a book called here's all this stuff that we didn't do before but we want to make sure we're back for season three it feels Mm -hmm. very studied in a way that's like maybe it's unrealistic to feel this way but it does feel a little disappointing it is and I think it's because like we do live in that time of like the social medias of it all Mm -hmm. like back in the day like these fights, these, these, these arguments, the drama, it was like so real and like not like evil and calculated and like plotted to pump me up for a good season. It's like, I just genuinely lived my life, which I actually was thinking this earlier, like, which is why I've loved the Miami reboot. It's like, it feels genuine. It feels authentic. There's no like, real. it doesn't feel like people are reaching for things. Like these are moments going on in their lives, like, mm-hmm. and, you know, genuine arguments and friendships that are tested and, like, not this fake nonsense of, like, him building a house. With Miami, I mean, has that been a surprise for you, how the Miami reboot has gone? What What were your thoughts going into it? Did you think that rebooting Miami was a good idea to begin with? Yeah, I loved the idea of re- rebooting Miami. I have, like, a special, like, little place in my heart for Miami because that's where I went to school so it was just like I remember when it came out it was just like oh like even like just like the way people talk and like they dress and like Miami is just very Miami so like there's kind of like a bit of like oh like that old home like but like college but not um I mean that was a long time ago but yeah I think these women I mean I think they should have gotten their faces done a little bit earlier so it settled for filming because like during the filming a lot of them were little uh, but like confessionals perfect it was so funny I was watching it in back over Christmas with my dad and he was just like yelling at the tv he was like what is in their faces he was like this is oh, this is why I love your mom she's a natural beauty like oh, what are they <laughs> that's so sweet though he lasted about 30 minutes and I think they kept it was a Lisa heavy episode so oh, no. <laughs> He literally was just like, I'm going to go upstairs and watch Hulu because I can't watch their faces. 
<laughs> I mean, there is that thing of like plastic surgeons at a certain point look a little fakakta because they want to try un- seemingly understandably like you want to try the newest product, the newest procedure before your patients do. But as a result, oftentimes a lot of these like, you know, folks have had a lot of work done. And I yeah. would think that if your spouse is a plastic surgeon, you would be um surrounded inundated with the idea of beauty being a surgical possibility that like there's never not a good time to get tweaked and yet the counter to that is like lisa has aged not because of the natural progression of age natural with an lol but just like the amount of stuff that's happened Mm. i just and i think she said since that she's given a little bit of a break um but it's it's a lot should and it's it's i I also wonder how she feels when she's watching the episodes and they do flashbacks Mm. to some of the earlier seasons. Because she was a stunning woman before. like, And it's just like, oh, it kind of makes me uneasy to be like, I could not imagine like getting, like, I'm not opposed to like. Yeah, 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 do whatever. But like, to the the point where it's like, you're unrecognizable. Like it's a completely mm-hmm. different. Like I could not imagine if like I just like my eyes. I did a facelift and like couldn't do it. Yeah, it's the it's the I don't you know, and it's like I don't want to know. I'd rather not learn. But the filler mm-hmm. of it all just seems like a not great <sighs> idea, and it's like it's a, it feels like a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope, but it's like always downhill. I've never seen mm-hmm. it on a housewife where I'm like, oh, this person looks great. The only person that's had it that's been very well, I guess two people, both on New York. I think that Jill has looked exceptional for years, and she would talk about her liquid facelift with Dr. Yeah. Uh, Wexler, Pat Wexler here in New York City, and looks phenomenal. And Ramona looks great, I have to say. Oh, amazing. She's had great amazing. Dr. Geezy. Like, great work. Yeah. But everybody else, I'm like, well, I don't know. Well, Jen, Jen from OC was on Watch What Happens mm. Live, and they asked her who's, like, her top five faces. Oh. And, like, you know, Kenya. Uh, well, but Kenya hasn't um, had any work done. I mean, has she? Well, like, she was, she was like, there's definitely, like, something gone on. Oh, like, between, okay. like, well, I mean... nips, tucks, fillers. Kyle was on there. Oh, yeah, Kyle's work is extraordinary. Um, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, like, Kyle posts a picture. I'm like, yeah. I want your doctor's number 100%, because, like, 100%. start now. Yeah. Start preserving this mm-hmm. now because Kyle Richards, that face, just like oh it's beautiful. beautiful it's a work of beautiful. art work of Absolute. art i forget who else she said but yeah i mean i think kyle and luann also aging oh yeah i forgot about beautifully Lou. like oh the women on new york get it i guess and i guess also like it. la based beverly hills folks get yeah. it yeah um yeah because like they're around it but some of these people but miami's miami it's all like yeah plump 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 like they've all had work done. Um, did you have any concerns about who they had asked back and who they had not before the reboot started? Did you were you like nervous about person X or Y returning or feeling like oh I wish they got somebody else? Like what were your thoughts um, about the casting? No, I was excited. I think you know the Adriana and Marisol of it all. Like they're still heavily featured. Mm-hmm. I think they brought have brought a lot of like great dynamics and storylines and 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 fun confessionals. So it's like. I, I like that Peacock did that. I, I'm very interested to see, like, what Peacock starts doing. Because I feel like Peacock is listening to the fans more mm. than, like, Bravo. Oh. And it's just, like, I think I saw, like, Demois, like, allegedly, um, <laughs> that, like, P- that the Miami reboot and, like, Ultimate Girls Trip got, like, so many, like, positive reviews and, like, streams that, like, Peacock is actually starting to look at, like, some other cities of doing housewives chosen that people have been like dying to see and like more like housewife type spinoff shows um, to like, just like get that broader viewership over to Peacock. And how do you feel about the tiers of viewing or do you not feel that at all that like there's Peacock, which is like, aired on bravo maybe way later after it's been re-aired yeah. but they still can technically say it airs on bravo but it's a different thing it's like an app exclusive like do you think that hurts in any way the housewives brand or does it oh. act as more of an opportunity to explore i think it acts as an opportunity i think i think it was risky at first but i think because of the success 
that this is just going to open up the opportunities, open up. Because it's like, you know, think about it. There's so many housewife legends, Bravo celebrities in general, who we've loved and adored. And maybe like them coming back to have their own show yes. isn't something, but maybe it's just like, you know, kind of like, American Horror Story, like each season is its own little pocket. Like maybe it's like you wanted to see a show that just features Heather Dubrow's family mm-hmm. and it's like digging it with the Dubrows and it's just eight season arc of just that family because mm-hmm. I love seeing Heather with her family, but like maybe another type of family, like Phaedra and her songs, like just like different types of stuff like that. Like I think that's what Peacock is going to start doing and I'm excited because we're just going to be continuously fed with Bravo related content. Do you think there's ever a point where you would find yourself exhausted by it? Like is there ever a point for you where you're like this is too much? Like what if they did do like a Phaedra represents the law and then like a LVP walks her dogs and then you know yada 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 is there ever a point where you're like I could see myself saying this is too much or you uh a person who just really appreciates all the different iterations of housewife storytelling. Um, all good things come to an end. Mm-hmm. So like nothing can sustain forever. So when that time comes, it'll, it'll happen. I don't know when it could be, it's definitely not happening tomorrow um, or like in the next six years. Um, but like, you know, when it happens, it happens. Pivoting a little bit to the finale that just took place. I'm curious for your thoughts. You referenced um, that you didn't really die for the reunion trailer. I want to start there and then work back. What what was your expect? Did you have like high expectations for the reunion trailer? And how did you really receive the experience of watching? I am an unapologetic Mary M. Cosby stan. I am... <laughs> I am sorry. I'm sorry for you. No, I'm sorry that she's not going to be there. That sucks. I tell you, my friends always make fun of me because it's like, we know you love Mary. (laughs) I I love that journey for you. I love that journey. Mary M. Cosby is just like, like, I'm a weird, I'm an oddball. Like, I'm not saying that in a negative way, but like, I'm a very odd individual and like, I love myself. And Mary M. Cosby is like, she is not playing up for the cameras. She is just herself. Mm-hmm. And like the one-liners, the stare, like it is just, it feels like home. As uh, someone who truly authentically lives them. I don't know if it's the weed because I am literally I speaking this. philosophical about this. Mary. No, I love this. I, I, you're in the right place. You're in the right like, place. And know that like, she's not coming back. Like I'm not manifesting that. I'm hoping that like they're halfway through season three filming they're like we got we got to bring her back like this is just not doing it and then like it happens and she gets some epic walk-in where she's like in slow motion like well <laughs> jesus call <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs> i mean i could honestly see her coming back for season four i know that might sound insane to people but i absolutely could see it happening especially since jenny won't be there she anymore. was and it's oh don't even get me started on that one um Someone tweeted me and asked me, do you think the reason why, like, because like when Ginny and Mary had that first little fight, it seemed very random. Mm-hmm. Someone was just like, as a Black person, would you say you automatically notice microaggressions? And I'm like, yes. It's, mm-hmm. yes. Like, and they were like, I don't want them to sound ignorant. I just really want to know. And I was like, like, do you think something had gone on behind the scenes or things had gone on behind the scenes where maybe Ginny was being that type of person towards Mary and that's why they had that big blow up because like you could tell from day one Mary was never feeling it so it's Talking like there could have been something right. that I was like potentially and I was just like and like yes Mary has said and done a lot of dumbass shit not forgivable I mean like you learn from it but she's get she's apologized mm-hmm. but like I have been in that position before where you feel like as the only black person there are all these things happening so like like as a as a human being, I, I I empathize with her. Of course, I wouldn't want to go to this reunion where I know I'm about to get shit on, caught a predator, talked about you know my my marriage and be beaten. This woman threw a glass at her, and people were like, "I don't care." I'm sorry when Jen threw the glass. It was like, "Oh, oh my god!" But like, Jenny throws a glass at 
someone's foot with the intention of probably hitting her. Someone who was not even talking to her, like girl, like when she just got like she was talking to Whitney, and I was just like, oh, ugh. sorry, that was a rant, but it was just like I I watched it earlier today, and I was just like, you've got to be kidding me, like, like so yes, I feel bad for Mary, and I I understand why she did what she did, and I think like, and yes, not going to the reunion is a big no no, and it should not be something that like. People should feel comfortable. Well, I'm just not going to come to the reunion and get rewarded for it. But I think in this situation, given the fact that there was a blatantly racist cast member on this cast who mm-hmm. was always aggressive towards black cast member or Meredith for supporting said black cast member, mm-hmm. like I think we got to kind of take a look at everything in this scenario and think like it would only feel right, at least from this in this one situation, to invite her back. Like, maybe it's just in a friend of capacity, but, like, she's also made great TV. I watched the majority of the after show before we started recording, and there's some lines in there. You know, the after show comes out the morning, typically the morning after the newest episode, and I just thought to myself, Bravo is absolutely fucked with this reunion because I have said repeatedly how I didn't understand if they didn't do some sort of re-edit to the reunion in light of the reveal of Jenny's long professed essentially obsession 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 is what it is she she really it seems to be a little bit of her sweet spot and even on the after show which went out today which could have easily been re-edited unless they're trying to make some kind of fucking point but they're not being explicit which is kind of their thing there's some one-off line that jenny has about how unacceptable Mary's like racial intolerance or something is it's not the phrase I'm not quoting it it's not a direct quote but some sort of heavy implication that um that Mary needs to work on her uh lack of sensitivity toward racial awareness and I just couldn't but it was like a 15 second thing and then it went into a moment that Mary was talking about and I just thought like you couldn't remove yeah. that. What is the point of leaving this shit and continuing a narrative yeah. to allow this woman to say these things about the only black yeah. cast member on Salt Lake? It's unacceptable to me. Even to this up to this reunion, that reunion, this season ending, I'm shocked that there was not a re-edit. There was I I mean, like I'm I'm very interested to see how this reunion is gonna go. Like, is she gonna get mm-hmm. her usual like well, Jenny just joined and she's got a funny daughter. Like, like what is like, what's going on there? Like, yeah, she's going to get like a sweet, adorable. This woman is like a lot of fun and we get to see her family. I mean, how could they not have that to a certain extent? Because we didn't have the, I don't know how that they would. I, well, yeah, there is a way that they could edit it around not having maybe a clip package for her, but why is this fucking thing three parts? It should be, Two max. Two max. Like, that is really two max to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, do you think they're gonna have this like recorded sit down air at the top of? Like, I feel like they probably had a recorded sit down with Jenny for season three. Like, oh, you mean like they were filming? Yeah. Having some sort of confrontation that might be a part of it. Yeah. It's possible. I think that they recorded as much as they possibly could, and then she was fired. And will they include it at a certain point? I don't. I don't necessarily know why they would if it's about like, holding someone accountable who was then fired. Yeah. I, I don't know that I necessarily see it. Um. I'm honestly just more concerned with the fact that the reunion trailer to me felt like such a sleeper. And then I watched the finale and I was like, this is incredibly dumb. Like it just felt stupid. Like the Jenny stuff was so performative and executed so poorly. I just looked at her and I was like, she thinks we don't think she's a clown, but she's, 100 percent clowning herself getting herself like hyped up yeah to come at mary because she thinks that this is her new arc little does she know she's gonna be fired before this episode airs it just felt like nothing and the fact that mary even said on the after show that nobody went after to see if she was okay the only person who did was seth 
who then was making weird jokes about like who threw the who threw a glass better like Jen or Jenny like what like what what even was that if you guys are pretending that you care about cast members how could you not go after the person who's an alum in your cast and even for the cameras alone check to make sure she's okay exactly why is Jenny's feelings the only one that matters and also the only ones that are easy to forgive like in what world does that make any sense I'm I'm very interested to see where they go with this franchise for the season three and beyond. I mean, how do you feel about it? What's like your temperature <sighs> check on this right now? Be complete. I mean, obviously, be honest, and that's where you are. But I mean, it's there's there's a lot of things. Like first, like Tinshaw, girl. You mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> think mm-hmm. she's going to jail? <laughs> I mean, I don't think she's going to jail. I think she's going to prison. <laughs> I think she's going to, I think she's going to, you know, big kids camp. I don't think this is jail. I think this is. This morning when I was taking a shower, I genuinely thinking this. I was just like, well, I wonder if they'll try to get like season three and four out of Jen before she goes to jail. Because usually like I mean, her, well, her trial's in March and it'll go on until whatever. Then sentencing, mm-hmm. they'd be like, we have to report to like duty before mm-hmm. like six months from now. They could technically film two seasons so that was thinking that so that's gonna be interesting i am also a team lisa barlow baby gorgeous stan like and i do not like what they are doing to my girl over there in salt lake i am pissed like they are piling on top of her little bad weather little little (laughs) little instant mm, women when mary cosby said that as whitney's drunk ass walked away like, she is, like, Whitney, stop. Performative, like, rehearsed, like, trying to make moments. Girl, you're in debt. Isn't your husband, like, charged with, like, I read it. I read it. Yeah, it's, it's, you read it. <laughs> I read it. <laughs> you're like, it wasn't something. It wasn't read it. It was, I read it on paper, and that paper's called the internet. So, like, it was, I think there's been questions around some sort of weird MLM-style business structure that he has, but I don't, I truly don't have enough information. But, yeah, she, uh, it, it is, it has been a little bit of a wild journey to watch. I mean, what do you feel about the, um, status of Meredith and Lisa let alone Lisa and Heather and Whitney who obviously don't like each other but Meredith and Lisa this is a significant families entwined long-term trust and love and affection friendship that we're watching essentially burn itself to the ground it's always so sad when friends wives and like their friendship ends Cause it's like they're genuine friends. Like we all. I remember when like the trailer came out. We're like, I can't even tell them apart. They were like the same. Mm-hmm. 100%. I just, but I get where Lisa's coming from in the sense of like, Lisa's a loyal person. She wants to be friends with both Jen and Meredith, and they both were putting her in a very awkward position. And Meredith was awkwardly standing up for Mary more than she was standing up for her friend Lisa which I don't know why, but it just, I get why Lisa felt the way that she did because she was trying to like, not straddle the fence, but just be neutral in both parties' lives and support her friends. But they both made it very hard for her. And she had a breaking point. The the Mike moment, like, I don't think you can recover from that. I don't think, like, if that was me, like, if I were Meredith and that Lisa was my friend, I would, I don't think I could ever look at her again. Because she said a lot of stuff. <laughs> and this is like a seemingly obvious question, but like, do you think that she felt that way? Like, what do you think was going in on in Lisa's mind as she was saying those things in the bathroom in Zion? Like, do you think that she was venting? Do you think that she was a buildup of feelings that she had? What did you think was going on at that point? I have never been on a reality show. Um and, like, I've never been mic'd before. But, like, people say mm-hmm. you just forget. Like, mm-hmm. even with, like, Big Brother. Like, be, you're being recorded 24-7. Like, we, we mm-hmm. see everything you say. So to say something to that level, the there was no stutter. There was no mutter. Mm-hmm. 
everything she uttered flowed like water from a vase or vessel. <laughs> like she said what she said. Man, what like that those were deep rooted feelings and emotions. She has thought those thoughts before. She has said those things in bed with John before turning off the bedside table lamp. Those were her thoughts. And I think we're going to see a different side of Meredith next season because she did threaten as she left that party. Oh, these girls, I see the game these girls want to play. Whitney asking her about her dad, like, girl, if you ask me about my dead daddy one more time, appropriate to what, like, it's not, no. Why aren't we talking to the one who's being charged with fraud about her fraud? <laughs> and I get them not, like, wanting to go near that, but on the flip side, it seems like they don't want to test Jen because they're, in some ways, they're just honestly, genuinely gut instinct afraid of Jen. They're afraid of what Jen's going to say. I think that they're afraid of Jen's temper. They don't want to, like you know, get in the mix with that. But I would argue if this person has just been arrested by the federal authorities charged with a series of long running, you know, crimes, fraud, yada, yada, yada. Why are you afraid of them? It's like when your parents tell you that the monsters you're afraid of under your bed aren't real. Like the federal government turned on the lights and told you not to be afraid of this person anymore because it's all a mirage. So why are you still giving them all the power? Like from the friendship circle perspective, but also production, you look like you look dumb by Um, focusing on Meredith's literally dead father. And when she held a Shiva or whatnot, like you're not raising basic questions, asking basic questions of Jen. Why? Like the lights are on the federal government turned on the lights. Why are you still afraid? And that's why I'm like interested to see like, who are these new people we're going to bring in to season three? I need someone to hold them accountable. Jen accountable. Like, let's talk about it. Like, because, I mean, again, it's going to be heavily featured on next season because her court date's in March, but, like, let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Like, I need Meredith to engage. I need, like, I need them to get a witness on camera in a parking lot. Like, <laughs> someone who was defrauded, like, everything everything i mean and yet what they were doing after mary quit was jen and heather seen filming outside of mary's church with like allegedly somebody connected to it you know doing a little filming afternoon which on the heels of all of the feedback that surely the audience has been pretty consistent about regarding the real lack of uh, fortitude with talking about the Jen stuff to yeah. focus on the cast member who just quit is just such a weird take yeah. to me. Like you, you didn't do this while she was there. Yeah. Why are weird. you doing it now? And it's like, it's be- I literally like in Mary Cosby stan account here. Like I'd be, I like, I will get into a Twitter fight with someone over Mary. <laughs> like, like, like definitely would. Um, I keep my tweets on private. Um, I <laughs> it's not it's it sucks because I want to be free, but like I think the the rodents will attack. You can't me. do it. But like when I, I saw know, that, I was just like rodents. This woman come to the reunion because she's fed up with y'all. Mm-hmm. We just found out that the person that she got into the most arguments with and was attacked by mm-hmm. is a racist, racist like not just like baby racist, like full blown. Like, yeah, no, she's she's varsity. Yeah, she made the team. She yeah. made the team. Yes, yeah. like Olympic level, racist. Mm-hmm. And then like you're gonna go connect with like a family member of hers who's probably estranged to make her your storyline when she's not even there. And that's why I want my bitch to come back and have a little moment. Like I'm back. Like I already see the montage. It's gonna be the 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 hat mannequins like in slow motion. She's going to be like walking through her gaudy house in some gaudy outfit. And it's just going to be like, <laughs> and she's going to be like, hello. Do you really think that she, I I could see it. I could see her coming back, honestly, like season four. But do you really think it's going to happen? Do you really think that Mary, don't you think Mary is like, this is dumb. Like, I'm good. Like, you guys suck. 
Do no. you really think she's going to come back? You I, really think there's a possibility? I'm manifesting. Listen, I'm not. Okay. I really like. I want it so bad. I'm going to be sad. Like I'm like. It makes me sad that she's gone. Like I'm like legit sad. I'm not going to cry, but like I'm sad. <laughs> oh. I hear. I hear you. She was such a a wild and different, unique character so we won't see a once in a generation (laughs) style wild housewife like the person you're rooting for on project runway like doesn't make it to new york fashion week Mm -hmm. that's what it feels like and she knows herself some fashion she does oh gosh mary i love you (laughs) is there something that you would love to manifest seeing at the reunion itself do you have any hope there at all or are you just pretty much kind of checked out i want to I, I want to know what the defined relationships are going into season three. Obviously, we know Heather has no backbone, so we'll always and forever be Chin's bitch. <sighs> Whitney, I mean, is Wild Rose Beauty doing anything? Whatever. I think I would love to see Lisa bring on another friend because she's, I feel like Lisa's going to be like the most ostracized. Mm-hmm. I feel like Meredith is going to be smart and be cordially friendly with Jen because I don't think she wants to let out that beast of of Jen, like that, that frightness. But I don't know where Meredith stands with the other women. I'm confused by that. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know who's more ostracized or would be by the end of the reunion, Lisa or Or Meredith or Meredith. I, I genuinely, even me saying that out loud, I'm like, that's such a weird thing for me to say out loud, like, just in terms of what's actually going on with these women IRL. And yet that's that's where we find ourselves. I actually, I really don't know the answer. Which is crazy. And it like, like, you know, I mean, even in the trailer, she says, like, I feel like you're piling on. And like, clearly, I think what we heard was that they played that clip of Meredith's, I mean, her mic rant, but they found it like the night, right, the night before reunion. And right. like, they're first, like, I like I cannot wait to see that moment because like like that's some raw shit that happened. I look can I curse? I don't know if I can. Of course. Okay. Yeah, call whomever, whatever. Um, yeah, usually can. But like I can't imagine being Lisa and seeing that and like the person being right there and like that person like I oh you can't you can't I mean, I, you can't come back from that. There's no there's no friendship after that. And that you would think would be the heart of this reunion cycle. And I'm just not sure. For some reason, that reunion trailer just got me a little, I just was like a little hesitant after watching it where I'm like, obviously, nobody really knew that Mary was going to cancel so soon before the reunion. Or maybe there was the thought that this might happen, but people were hoping for the best. But it does feel like there's a giant hole in it. And yet there is so much that's going on that that could lead to a great reunion. Maybe it was just like, maybe for me, it was just the first, you know, at bat, at bat knowing that Mary wasn't there. And so the energy, the like friction that I was hoping to see, the mm-hmm. connectivity or, or disconnection between the cast wasn't really there because an important part of this season was missing. But like, maybe there's still the possibility to really have like strong moments. I mean, we'll be, I, yeah, I mean, I think before Mary not going, I would have, I would have seen season three. It's Meredith and Mary together. Lisa's by herself. And then Jen, Heather and Whitney are on their own team. Mm-hmm. And then like, maybe they'd bring someone in for Lisa or they'd, you know, kind of do like what they've done on Jersey before and just like just shit on her like <laughs> well I mean I think Lisa's <laughs> I think Lisa's person was Jenny Jenny's the one that she's filming with on the after show we bitch. forget her <laughs> yeah it's fine she's I wish she was forgettable like well she kind of is but there is the you know there is this kind of alliance that's taken place between them um which is, you know, it is what it is. It's I would think of a little awkward of a feeling for Lisa, who yeah. bonded with this person, knew them before the show, and is now in a position where she's like, wow, they just got publicly fired. Yeah. What? Do, where does that leave me? Like, I don't have an answer to that. Even, like, didn't she bring Angie on also? 
Yeah, and Angie turned on her too. Well, not that Jenny turned on her, but Angie turned on her, yeah. So it's just like, which like, oh, poor Angie. Like, I'm sorry, that moment just fell flat. Like, it was like, mm. wah. But like, she really tried. She but really like, tried. Like someone even said, like, just bring Angie back. And it's just like, you, I mean, that would just be foul, I think. Unless her and Lisa like squashed it and like, I don't know. I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I love Lisa Barlow and it just, it makes me sad knowing that like, baby girls going through it baby gorgeous is going through it and like it doesn't look like it's going to be a good reunion not it's going to be a good reunion for her because she is iconic and people she love really her she's mm-hmm. like i think just her style is so fresh and classic like she does not try hard but she just mm-hmm. has great pieces where she can just have like a crazy jacket and like a basic tank and jean and like funky shoe but just, i just love her but like I feel like it's gonna be bad in the sense that like she's gonna it's gonna be rough for her because they it seems like the girls are gonna use that moment to just absolutely talk, tear her apart. And you know what? At a certain point, I kind of just want Heather and Whitney to get over it. There are bigger fish to fry than when Meredith's dad was laid to rest or whatever, and what is going on with Lisa, which at Lisa and Meredith, which does not concern them. They should be, if they are such good friends with, right, if they're such good friends with Jen Shaw, they should be concerning themselves with the fact that the person that they have stood for or they're standing for now is maybe like a super successful criminal. Like, like where's the ethical, right? Like, we're, we're talking about like, wow, Meredith really lied to us because maybe she got the dates wrong or we got the dates wrong about like this thing taking place where she's mourning her dead father. Like, where is the same level, an equal level of energy to asking what happened with someone's funeral arrangements for their recently deceased parent? Why aren't we having just even that equal energy on the fact that maybe your friend lied to you? Like, you don't even have to hold them accountable if you don't want to at this point. Just just say out loud, maybe this person lied to me because you seem to care a lot about it when it concerns Meredith's deceased father but where why aren't you equaling that energy to a decade-long fbi investigation about this woman running a fraud who's like the only person who's not pled guilty (laughs) who's the only person that's not pled guilty and yet you guys are filming at mary's church for what because we're pretending that you thought she was around and you could pop in and say hi like yeah Come on. How did that work for you last season? You guys got shit on a little bit. Like, these are smart women, and it's the new generation of housewives, and it's either, I don't know, the cognitive dissonance around not reading the room or just believing that you have a great idea. I don't know where the housewife (laughs) ideas begin and, like, production ideas or the where the housewife ideas end and production ideas begin. It just feels incredibly convoluted while you're dealing with the single most criminal action a housewife, not housewife spouse, but a housewife has ever been accused of. And we're swinging by Mary's church to see what God's got cooking. Like, what are we doing? This is not it. This is not... You have you have a superstar narrative in front of you. You will never get I hope for all of the benefit of future victims. I hope you will not have a narrative like this to deal with again. So, I mean, in the words of Summerhouse, you need to activate. Like we need to see you activated. Stop disengaging. When do you like obviously there's different types of crimes. Okay. Like I don't even know which crimes you're talking about. Gems, well, obviously. Well, no, like, it, like, like crimes in like a broad term. Like, there's lots of. Oh, crimes. love a broad term. <laughs> love, a, yeah. There's a spectrum. Yep. There's a rainbow. The rainbow connection of crime. Yep, I'm yep, just yep. like, I'm, I get making anxious of like, we've had a lot of crimes, <laughs> and like, what, like, what, if, what if there's a worse crime? Then Jens. Yes. Of course there will be a worse crime. We're just getting started. These are the kind of people who are coming to Housewives, the people, because the reality is that people can't afford to look as rich as they believe they need to appear to be on Housewives. People with legitimate streams of income, which seems to be an incredibly small group of people, are probably not 
Right. Like, that's like the 1% of the 1% yeah. are probably not going to be interested in going on this kind of show and having people try to start to figure out where the money came from. Exactly. So the people who are narcissistic enough and God bless them. <laughs> we love doing, you. <laughs> we love doing the Lord's work, but the people who are going to be interested in showing off their wealth are often people who have very complicated actual sources of where this stands from. So like, the Jen being the biggest criminal to me isn't the beginning of the end. It's the end of the beginning. Like it's she's she is she got her Hulu doc. She wasn't the first, but she got her own like little whatever the fuck. I think it was Hulu. Yeah, like, she know. got her own like crimes be crime in. But she's not going to be the first person to do this. She's not even the first housewife to potentially go to federal prison. Like she can't even say she's the OG. Do you think she's going to go away for a long time? I think it doesn't look great for her that the people who've pled out have received what I would consider significant um, prison sentences. If you plead out and you're doing several years in prison, it seems like everybody's building up to having a ton of evidence against this person who, I don't know, I, I, I don't, I cannot believe that Coach Shaw is participating in the reunion, but I get it in terms of this being a source of income. But like, do you think he knew? I don't. Here's the problem. Here yeah. is that we've all seen let's that. Lean, clip. Let's lean in. Let's lean in. We're we're leaning into the screens right now, guys. We're getting we're getting serious on the Zoom. Here's the problem. Here is that we've all seen that clip over and over again, which they'll use until the end of time. Of Heather saying, "I from the first reunion of Heather saying, I never understood where their money came from, but we went to One Oak, whatever the fuck it's called, and she had a VIP section, and I was like, well, I don't understand how you're making it, but you're doing great." I don't understand how a former or maybe he's he might still have his law license. Yeah. I, I'm, my guess is that he does. Um, lawyer does not know the source of his wife's income when he is seeing her spend an exorbitant Ex amount of exorbitant. money, which doesn't mean that he believed that she was committing a crime. But I would think if you didn't know this, but did see your wife spending a ton of money, if she gets arrested and you guys like sort of knew it was coming because of all of the other arrests, like this really wasn't, there's like a history here, but like you see her get arrested or you hear that she's been arrested or you're alerting her, she's get whatever happens, happens. I would think a light would go off that okay this makes sense yeah. in terms of now i understand the source of the income but i i don't know i don't know if when he is i understand why he's telling her he believes her because they're on camera yeah but i don't know if he actually believes it do you believe it when he says that he trusts her coach shaw needs to go to acting school because i mean from the first interaction on camera where he was just like I, i'm with you baby I believe you. And then, like, the Holy Popeye's dinner. I mean, listen, I love me some Popeye's. Their new mac and cheese, great. But it is so good. I got high the other day and ordered, like, two tubs of it. I love this. I love this journey for you. I don't know. I don't know. Black man to black man. I don't know, Coach Da. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It looks, it looks safe. It looks safe. Get out. What's your what's your coach shop pep talk? If you if you had coach shot in front of you, what would you you know, we used to love those pep talks that he would give Jen and everybody. I wanted to get one for AG. I forgot to ask. And now I think it's too late. What would your pep pep talk to coach shop be? What would you say to him if he was in front of you right now? Like Sharif, come on, let's sit down. Come on, come on, sit down. Come on. OK, Sharif. <laughs> I know she is the mother of your two very handsome sons. And you probably really love this woman because you've been married to her and she, she's crazy, but she, she seems to be a good wife. But my brother, this don't look good. And I'm scared you might go down with it. So I think you need to cut your losses and maybe like, you know, you're young, you've got your nice looking young man, you know, she's gonna be in prison for a long time. So like, you know, get on Raya. Or like, okay, Cupid. Like, it's gonna be rough, but yeah, nah. I mean, yeah, it's mm -mm. yeah, and scene. Okay, can I ask you an impossible question? <laughs> Go for it. 
so there obviously has been a discussion point of the fact that Jen Shaw has been engaging in some sort of extracurricular activities yes. with some gentleman people. Do you think that Coach Shaw had any idea? Do you think that they have some sort of agreement? Or was it like old school, classical music, like Beethoven style cheating? I'm trying to figure that out. Season one, mm-hmm. I would have told you that Coach Shaw was cheating on Jen for sure. And Jen was not cheating on Coach Shaw. Just because like my friends and I would joke and be like, oh, she's crazy. You can tell he's, you know, he can't stand her. And plus he was mm-hmm. always traveling for work. So it's like, Perfect new city, new kitty, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. You know, no, I hear you. I hear you. But in this season, well, first of all, it seems like everyone in Salt Lake has been fucking someone that was not their husband. (laughs) God bless them. Everyone's doing it. Like, I mean, I I need Meredith to tell the names of everyone that I've like spread it. I want season three to be messy so tell us Meredith because these girls were mm. mean as fuck to you over your dead fathers yes her father was dead because he died yeah. and there was a memorial because guess what uh-huh. he died yet literally criminal literally. suspect number one mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah the fraud Main conspirator the, the fraud queen like <laughs> he's running a matrix of fraud <laughs> Whose mother took out like retired teacher? Her literally the the nest egg or survival that she had been saving toward her entire life taken away by her child. But um, you know the interesting thing with the Jen stuff, there are seemingly so many similarities to me with Jen Aiden in the sense of Jen Aiden doing her very best to find out information about Margaret. Uh, or Jackie, mm-hmm. whomever, cheating, yada, yada. Jen Shaw seems very focused on talking about alleged infidelity that Meredith has engaged on, in, engaged in noting, by the way, that Meredith and Seth were separated. So mm-hmm. like, who even knows if that's technically infidelity exactly. if it happened during the term time of their separation. But like, regardless, Jen has been dropping in those little pearls of wisdom, you know, grains of truth like little bits of gossip since the first season specifically about Meredith and I don't know people who are talking that much about it are they doing that because they know they have something to hide and they don't want to be the first person with the cheating scandal exactly I mean that would be seems like an amazing like husband and like amazing man I mean like he could could be shit though I mean it's TV yeah you never know what goes on yeah Yeah. but it's just like I mean that in itself I mean even the implant implication (laughs) when Heather first of all Heather I'm sorry but if I get my friend an Uber said Uber stops and then Mm. my friend goes elsewhere off the grid I'm not just gonna like be like oh that's just Jen being Jen no 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 I'm calling you I'm texting you yeah and I'm saying why'd you get out of the Uber huh hi why are you ignoring me like FaceTime me, who are you with? That is, because first of all, like, if that's your friend, why is your friend like, what? No, 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 no. Stranger danger. That's like rule number one. Like, that's just weird to me. I, I do mm-hmm. not get, I don't do not, I don't know what, what Jen has on Heather. It has to mm-hmm. be something big. Like, is Beauty Laser Lab, like, injecting people with, like, cement? Like, because no one should be like that much of someone's lapdog. It's disgusting. It actually makes me sad. Because Heather, like, she's she's a good time gal. She's fun. But, like, mm-hmm. I think she just feels, I don't know why she feels so indebted to Jen Shaw. She said you look like Shrek. She said she looked like a manatee. Like, where's the, I mean, and then Jen tries to come for them in the reunion trailer saying, like, you're not good enough friends. And I'm grateful that Heather in that moment was like literally what are you talking about I'm still here to support you after you absolutely repeatedly shat on me like I'm glad that she said it because someone needed to and it's just a really it's an uncomfortable look I wish Heather valued herself more I think that there's a lot going on and some of it is not production related but maybe related to how she sees herself on this show like I think she's someone who forgives people easily in life and maybe takes it to another level in this like friendship circle in quotes 
I don't know. I wish she, I, I don't know. I wish it there makes, was. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah, I think that there's a difference between forgiving someone for yourself and your own journey and riding so fucking hard for them. Oh, she's like, she's uh, riding so her hard. like it's a man, a man. That's I it. Mean, That's God it. bless her. God like, bless her. God bless. She's big riding third date energy. She... Big third third date energy in that friendship, and it's like. We, you know, I just wish Heather put as much effort into standing up for herself. I mean, there is something yeah. about, you know, she has the right to forgive as best she can, but it does feel like some of that forgiveness is attached to the idea that she doesn't want this person to say those things about her again. Yeah. And the best way to get through it is to forgive. And that just feels to me like a really uneven style friendship yeah, it's not the you way know? you want to live like she needs to invest time in like herself and like finding better hair extensions oh my god on that note are we ending on hair <laughs> listen i you know i die for you i could talk to you forever this was a, an slc specific finale extravaganza but i need to have you back before the end of um, Orange County and NJ because I yeah. feel like there's a lot going on there with those other places. I, I caught up with everything the last few days and like I was just like, we're being fed, like we're being fed, and like I'm not mad. I the hate that OC. I'm not mad at it. The hate that OC is getting. I don't get it. I'm enjoying it. Wait, hate right now? People are upset about this season. OC. People are saying OC was boring this season. Oh, I don't feel that. I I could see it honestly. I could see other people being like, "I'm bored," but I think it's super enjoyable. I'm really, really enjoying Superb. it. Superb. And like Jersey, like episode three mm. already. The- oh my god. Oh my! I feel like we're halfway through. It's so much. There's so much. There's a lot going on, and then there's the oh my goodness, and it's like a reunion, and I'm like, all this stuff is happening, and like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love Bravo. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> note um daniel stokes you know i die for you you know i die for your energy where can people follow you online where can they get more of your hot takes on everything housewives and so much more good they can find me on instagram at rupert the baxter depending on the week my page may be public or private (laughs) literally i had someone stalk me no because that whole like um below deck like someone on below deck used the n-word that was white oh right right right. and i right, right, i basically right, right. tweeted like you can't if you're not black you can't say it and this guy kind of like, got right. into it with me his pen tweet was like if you don't want to be known as an angry black woman like don't be angry at a black woman so i knew what i was getting myself into oh god I basically was just like go- trolling him and then he was just like my wife is black so i can't be racist i'm pretty sure i'm more successful than i blocked him he made five yeah. Twitter accounts to try to like engage with me. He bat he reached he took my Twitter name, which has now been changed, searched it, found my Instagram, which had my employer's oh my name on it, reached out to my employer and said that I was racist. Thankfully, like I worked for a very like they weren't idiots. They really were laughing. And they saw his pen tweet and they were just like, Oh, like he was actually being racist towards you. So they blocked him from having a DoorDash account. <laughs> Look how that worked out. Yeah, but it was yeah. So I like yeah. I had to change like my social wow, media name. People don't be awful on the internet or IRL. I think yeah. people forget that. Like, just practice a little game called like if you don't like something someone says, keep it to your fucking self. Yeah. Like you don't have to constantly communicate with people if you disagree. It is let's like actively you know work on our core. Like you could do some crunch exercises or you could like read something that someone says and be like, wow, I disagree with them. But you know what? I'm not going to engage with them and like be a twat because I'm a grown adult and I can go read a book or go for a walk or like, you know, drink some water. I think everybody is so thirsty these days. We, we absolutely must encourage hydration. Please drink water, smoke some weed, smoke some weed, go get laid, all those things. Go get laid. All Two out of three, one out of three, whatever you got. I mean, listen, three out of three would be like a fucking lottery ticket right now. Speaking of lottery, my God, this episode, the winning. Um, And guys, listen, if you're (laughs) 
Patreon supporter. For Andy's girls, you know that you're constantly cashing in on so much good content. An hour and 40 minute Patreon exclusive with Damian Bellino and Ann Rodeman talking about all things and just like that. There's a new episode going up, I believe tomorrow, with Ryan Houlihan where we are deep diving Jersey and Orange County. And also, I just want to shout on oh, Patreon.com slash Andy's girls. Best destination. Best way to support the pod. And I also just want to shout out two pods that I was on recently, um, which uh, I had great times on both of them. I'm Sorry, which is a podcast uh, produced by Lemonada Media and The Comeback with Erica Cobb. Uh, You can listen to both of those wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, both I'm Sorry and The Comeback with Erica Cobb. Just wanted to shout out both of those shows because uh, two really, really great episodes um, talking housewives and accountability and the culture of apologies, and so much more. Um, So I highly encourage listening to them. Um, If you haven't already, and follow me on Instagram, at Dame Galley, big announcement coming up about AG300. So um, if you're not following me on social, the number one way to do that is by looking at my shoes. Also, P.S., super sassy little shot of the uh, apartment living room, which is adorable. It's going up on social, I think, the day of this episode or maybe the next day. It's like it's real cute. I'm very uh, very excited about it. I'm very very proud of the transformation that's been taking place thanks to Studio Piccolo. Um, Listen, Daniel, thank you. This was lovely. It's always lovely. You're always a divine dream. I mean, thank you. I agree both about me and directed towards yourself. And the next time you come, we'll record we'll record in the Clawfist. Yeah, we, we need to, like... We need an IRL. <laughs> we need an IRL. The, gr- the girls will gag. They'll be like... Oh, <laughs> the girls will gag. Um, guys, I hope you're all doing okay. We're going to just go chill and chat some more. Yes. So uh, listen, y'all... <laughs> Hang in there and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.